Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 123, episode 4 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially, off the top, fuck the Koch brothers oh. and fuck Fox News. Oh. It's Thursday, March 5th, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. You know that it would be untrue. You know that I would be a liar if I was to say to you, Miles couldn't get much higher. Come on, baby, zipe my fire. Uh, That is courtesy of Johnny Davis, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Don't hug your mom. Don't hug your mom. Bow, bow, bow to your mom, Miles Gray. Bow, bow to your mom, Miles Gray, Miles Gray. <laughs> Talking about the, these corona times. These corona times. Keep the touching to a minimum, fist bump, maybe a light bow. I think I brought up that, you know, sometimes Asian people don't hug as much anyway. You do the bow, how mm-hmm. it goes, very safe. Yes. Uh, shout out to Polite. Crispy Meme Donut for that mashup of George Clinton. And uh, Asian people's not always want to be so affectionate. Mm. affectionate. Uh, but yeah. Wow. Bow, bow, bow to your mom. Bow, bow, bow to your mom, Miles. Not hugging my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented and brilliant Taz Ahmed. High five, everyone. Welcome. High five. Air high five. Air high five. We've been bumping elbows with our uh, our guests Mm the past couple days. It's funny. Some people, though, when you have to be like, hey, hey, hey. Like I know we're close, but like let's we're not touching close. Let's let's just make it simple, you know. Well, it's easy with people you're close to, but <laughs> with people who you're just like meeting or whatever, it's kind of. And they extend right. their hand out, and then yeah. they're like, mm, "Sorry." Yeah, but that's sorry. happened. I don't to, touch. That's happened to us in meetings before too, where people were like, "I don't really do that." Even before well, coronavirus, that was a that was a yeah. Uh, yeah that was a power move by yeah that's a power move. What yeah that's a Hollywood power move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I. Nah. Saying I don't touch hands or I don't shake hands, yeah. but then shaking somebody else's hand immediately after yeah. is a baller move. Baller it's also move. like a I very highly recommend. It's a very Muslim move because like there's gender segregation happening in right. the Muslim society, and so like women aren't supposed to shake hands with men and vice versa. Right. So there's always this whole like understanding. So I think we're just kind of ahead of the curve. Yeah, we're just introducing yeah. new things. Yeah. You know, don't have to hug everybody no. neck to neck all the time. Right. Especially I actually like to go ne- touch next. That's <laughs> the way that I, yeah, touch, touch when I agree. Yeah, that's where the coronavirus get is in right here. There. Yeah, come on, come on, uh, move, your, move your Adam's apple up and down against mine. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> oh god, that's gross. Uh, Taz, how have you been? Oh my gosh, I don't know how I've been because elections were yesterday, and I'm like addicted to Twitter. Elections past- for what? Um, you know, <laughs> not <laughs> not familiar. Democratic primary. Uh huh. The primary. Oh, the primary. primary. Super Tuesday. Yeah, man. That's been it's been wild. Uh, a lot of people getting their feelings hurt, including me. Um, I don't know. It's not good. Look, not good. you got to keep your head up. Bad, bad, you know, not like good. Tupac says. Yeah, being being a progressive in a in a in a world in a country where it people are so afraid to move forward, even where though the, the foundings yeah. are good. To move forward. Right. It's never going to be easy, especially because I think like most of us in this room, we identify the power structures that be to be the problem here. Yeah. And right. they are not just going to come down 
in one fucking pri- like it's you know we're already seeing the machine do everything it can to preserve itself yeah and that's what's happening right now yeah it's the national founding myth the core ethos of america is counter to helping others helping the less fortunate and the only time that we've mm-hmm. been able to get things like the new deal through were after the actual depression when yeah. people were like i don't know okay Fine. Well, because it took people to really have a dip, like, because, you know, I think most people didn't think America was going to be, especially after the 20s, like lining up for food. Right. And things yeah. like that. And right. then that gives people a gut check real quick and be like, no, nah, no, nah, not like this. Right. We don't want to do this. Yeah. But see, I don't think we haven't reached, we haven't reached that tipping point where a plurality no. of people have felt the pain. Right. You know what I mean? To, yeah. yeah. Clearly. To fully move and clearly. Which is wild. Uh, which is wild. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. I think that. Because I feel like I feel the pain, but it's wild to me to think that there's like so many people in America that don't feel that. Yeah. Right. Or it's easy to or want to ignore it and not acknowledge it. Because I'm sure there are many people that do, but it's it's hard to, you know, (laughs) acknowledge that sometimes. I feel your pain. You know, just feel that Bill Clinton. Taz, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. Uh, Pizza Hut. In where where is this? Hong pizza Kong. Hut? Hong Kong. A Hong Kong Pizza Hut. Done it again. Has has created the new Doritos Locos Taco oh. collabo uh, between brands. Uh, the Pizza Hut. Don't even tell them. In Hong Kong has the best topping. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Tune in. We're going to talk about <laughs> Super Tuesday. Of course, we're going to talk about uh, just our global sick day. I think we just need a sick day slash year as a planet uh we're going to talk about twitter testing tweets that disappear after 24 hours because Mm. the thing we need on twitter less accountability Mm. and more racism yes uh we're going to talk about spike lee and the knicks uh and james dolan having kind of a uh ugly little public spat uh we're team dolan here uh (laughs) as with all things we're, we're always team dolan uh the worst human being who doesn't live in the White House? You see, we can talk all this shit as long as you don't put his name in a title because his like pub- publicists yeah. just comb the internet for yeah. like name hits. We learned that the hard way. Yeah. We're going to talk about coronavirus. So we talked yesterday about how uh, the box office, global box office, uh, just out of China is off two hundred fifteen million dollars already this year. Uh, the Bond movie has been pushed back to November, uh, oh. even though it's done because of coronavirus. But there's some people who are making, securing the bag uh, oh, off yeah. of coronavirus. We're going to talk about that, uh, all of that, and maybe some other things. But first, as we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? I, I was looking at what chelated meant. Oh, hmm. you know, like chill I, and elated? I think so. Mm. Oh, wait, this is a new word or something from like Old English and I, I just don't have vocabulary? It's from medical. Medical. I was looking oh, at zinc because oh, it, zinc yes. is helpful to yeah, prevent how about that? You know, coronavirus and stuff. So my acupuncturist told me to go get zinc, and then it said chelated zinc. I, was, oh, I don't even know oh. if I was saying it right. <laughs> I thought it was like so chel- my, chelaxin. Yeah, my, yeah. my chelated. explanation probably <laughs> not correct. Chelated. <laughs> get some chelated zinc, man. Dude, did you get some chelated magnesium too? Yeah. yeah. Chelate, past tense. Uh, form a chelate with. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> Chelation I mean, is a type of bonding of ions and molecules to metal ions. It involves yeah. formation of present tumor. Okay, cool. So yeah. some chemistry shit. And yeah. I hate stoichiometry and the like, so I will not engage with it. The zinc tablets are gone. 
that you can't find zinc tablets. Really? They're really hard to I'll come by. I told that to Superproducer Anna Hosnier who tried to sell me a box for 70 bucks. Oh, you bought them all. Superproducer Anna Hosnier, I bought them all. True American Dream. There's been a lot of. Buy them all and sell them to people. There's been a lot of products that have been gone for a suspiciously long time. Like people people knew. Like the face masks were sold out months ago. (laughs) Like people. Yeah, I feel like, and I have doctors in my family, and they they're saying the same thing. They're like, "Man, somebody knows something because they they this shit was sold out a I long feel like time ago." Also, all fuck, the- you just buy the most like wild, you know, uh, like gas respirator type shit. Just turn it up. If they don't have the other ones, get the next level up. Yeah, you know but that's I mean? all Rare sold one. out too. Oh, right. like the full right? Because that guess, that yeah. got sold out with the fires. Oh, right, the N95 right. filter, <laughs> yeah. right, I right, believe. Right. Yeah. I think yes. the only thing I can, I mean, look, if it's all about just keeping, it's not about protection more so to keep yourself from touching your nose and mouth. We already said, just start wearing a ski mask. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Black and brown people, don't worry about your safety. Yes. Walking around the streets in a ski mask. I'm yeah. sure, police, <laughs> yeah, will not I'm be sure the police will get it. Uh, be like, well, they didn't have masks. What right. about those face visors that you always see Asian aunties wearing? Oh, yeah. That would keep me from touching my face. My mom. That's a good one. That's a- just will never touch her face even before any of this. She's always been like, she's always been a thing to be like, you're putting bacteria on your face. You want your face. Her hands like quaking one inch away from her face, but she just won't do it. She's somehow rerouted her like impulses to never like even just like. That's so good. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I face constantly. I know. I can't. I I just am so aware of myself touching my face. I also face didn't now. realize I was touching my face until so, all this happened. Then I was like, "Oh my god!" I'm I realized it when I started wearing glasses uh, oh, yeah. a while back, and my like there would be just all this like grease around my eyes, and I was like, "Oh, because I'm usually like touching my face when I like am not wearing glasses." What do you mean, grease around your eyes? Like my skin would get greasy around my eyes because I just wasn't touching it because the gla- my glasses were there. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You don't wear glasses, do you? I wear them when I go to the movies oh. or like I need to see. My eyesight's fine. I, I'm more nearsighted. No, I, but... I, I feel you because my glasses just get so greasy. Yeah. 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 Ugh. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Both like the coronavirus is overrated now. All okay. the hype around it. Okay. I think. I don't know. I don't know. Hype in what sense? Like you feel like people shouldn't be running for the hills scared for their lives. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like... It's, yeah. Like, it's a sickness that's going that's gonna go around. Yeah, everyone's gonna get the flu. Prepare thyself. Just be pre- be prepared. Yeah. This whole like Costco being sold out of like, I don't, I don't know water. I don't are, know what's Costco's just selling out of yeah. all the items. Are we putting that out there because we secretly want to buy all of it? Right. Yeah. So yeah. we're okay. Good. I, li- I like how you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. Let's trick them into not being freaked it's out so that we can freak good, out. Good baby. It's just all it's good fine. guys. Fine, Put the guys. zinc down. Fine. Put I got my bunker. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. A lot of people do though. I mean, I think it enables people if they have that sort of like annihilation fantasy. This yeah. is all you needed, baby. I mean, people have been dying to, to be die. preppers for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Like they've been looking for an, any excuse. Uh, we just did a show about Y2K, how wild people went ahead of Y2K, and this is this is an actual, uh, you know, a live drill. Yeah. The, the, but, the stakes are real. You know, living in California, though, like we're we're supposed to be prepared for the big one, the earthquake, and we are supposed to keep these supplies around. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like it's just kind of an extension of that. But the hype around it is just too much. Right. Yeah. I do feel like coronavirus being like, 
<coughs> oh, there's another one. Like right. that's that's gonna be the hanging chads joke oh, of yeah. our era. Oh boy. Uh, it's yeah. just like, like I heard three people, like including Trevor Noah, like make that joke and then like including like a forty five year old guy that I just like know. Like it's a it's a bad joke, people. <laughs> bad coronavirus yeah, bits. Yeah, bad coronavirus bits. I mean, uh, you know, I think the reason too why people are scared, it's one of the few uh illnesses that it seems like even class can't protect you from. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's, you know, because people don't give a fuck about starving children. Yep. You yes. know what I mean? Because that ain't me and that ain't where I live. Yeah. But if you're in the U.S. and now it's like, oh, God, you know, if you're, I'm around people. You know, this like, is from people. It's also it shows sort of like how these things work in our psyche, yeah. too, like how we can abstract other issues that we might be concerned about versus another one being like, you know, how about how about the borders now? I'd be a lot more worried about coronavirus if this election wasn't proving that we could do with a younger population uh, <laughs> over over the course of like at the exact same time. Uh, what is something you think is underrated? Underrated? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I I was a Warren fan, so I feel like Warren was underrated this election, yeah. Super Tuesday. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah. It. I mean, I know what happened, but like it, I mean, we'll get to all that. But that was, uh, I was a little surprised too. I, I was super, yeah. I was surprised how well Biden did in Massachusetts. Yeah. It's, it's so much of it is this meta narrative of who is electable, right? Yeah. And it just, everybody, it was just a self fulfilling thing that once Biden became electable person, everybody coalesced around him at the same time. When Warren was winning, a lot of it was based on, you know, people just being like, well, she seems like she's a more realistic version of Bernie and like some of Bernie's policies make sense and are like in line with where people are going. But then like the second it's just electability is so ephemeral. It, it just goes away so quickly. Mm -hmm. And it's such kind of a bullshit value yeah. that like, I mean, that's what Biden like won based on people who had decided in the previous two days yeah yep. i just don't know is that going to be a weakness in the long run we'll talk about that more in a bit but i just yeah i worry uh i, I do feel like warren is by far the most underrated in terms of performance uh at at the polls and just how good her campaign is how good of a president she would be uh she just was smart yeah like, I'm a nerd. She's a nerd. Like, she yeah. would present numbers. She had plans. Those are things that I like. And just, like, great in the moment. Yeah. Like, just so good like, in the moment yeah. at just, yeah. Um, but. Yeah, well, now we got to figure out how to get progressives together because this is really the, I mean, like, if you're, any person who is a progressive, progressive should be looking at this Joe Biden shit with just fear in their fucking heart. Oh, 100%. Like, this man. I mean, we'll get into all the reasons why he should he'd be a terrible president, um, especially with the things that are on at stake here. But woo, mm. I mean, yeah, you know, again, he got a real big he got a he got big help from the media too. Oh yeah, um, and it's amazing too how much I think it also shows that some people saw how like how much energy, chaos, whatever have you was going on during the primary that many many people were just sort of like. Just they're waiting, like waiting for the TV just to tell, tell me to which is the yeah. one. Yeah. And that happened. And it's then you're almost like, damn, it's, it was that easy. It was that so easy. easy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, finally, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? You know, the thing that I was thinking about that was a myth is I voted by absentee this go around. And I was 
I don't, I don't know which part is the myth, but the thing that I want to bring up is that um, did you know that your vote can be discounted if your signature doesn't match exactly? No. So it has to, when you turn in your absentee, the signature has to be exactly the same as the one that you submitted. So I feel like that's a little bit of a myth busting that needs to be had. So they just get to decide whose yeah. vote to count? Yeah. Based, based on, on how hard signature. they are on yeah. your signature? I mean, that that makes sense. We we have to be very strict about people's signatures. That's one of the most important uh, it has parts to be, of our... I don't remember what my signature looked like yeah, 10 years no, ago. When I I've... have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little concerned about that. I don't know if I need to like redefine my signature and submit it or something. Do you know what the signature you submitted looked like? Or do I'm you have, like, you've had the same signature yeah, probably for forever. But, but if there's any type of like a little bit of like skewness, they'll yeah. like take it out. That's like anytime you do anything like that has to be notarized. Right. And like, it's like a lot of signatures. They they will be like, I'm sorry, I might have to reprint that page because yeah. it needs to look like a fucking stamp. And I'm like, yeah. bro, you keep doing the same motion over and over. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. You try signing 5,000 autographs after a show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mine just looks like a 76 for some reason at this point. <laughs> like, that's just how I ended up, where my signature ended up. But it doesn't look like it did 10 years ago, five years ago. Oh, yours has evolved? Yeah. Mine has stayed fixed since I was forging my parents' signature. Which <laughs> informed, so funny. Which informed my own signature. Right. Yeah. I just got very lazy. Uh, uh, all right. Let's get into the meat of the news today. <laughs> Please do. Uh, I want to I wanna talk about Pizza Hut in Hong Kong. Uh, yes. There is a new pizza that looks better than any Pizza Hut pizza I've ever seen, uh, in the photograph at least. I don't know if they have different ingredients over there. Um, but so this is a photo of the Pizza Hut and Ikea collab, collab. Uh, pizza, oh, which is a pepperoni pizza topped with Ikea Swedish meatballs. Oh, just drop the bomb, DJ Daniel. Do you like, wow. do you like those? Uh, the the, the sound I, bombs? Yes. The- <laughs> yes. How, how do you like our show in how general? Are you, how are you enjoying this experience? Do you like us? <laughs> no. Do you like the IKEA Swedish meatballs? I think so. You know the, what the picture reminds me of? When I used to go to India and Bangladesh and order pizza, they used to bring it out with um, like kima, like ground ground meat and mm-hmm. nothing else and like like uh, green peas on top of it. Oh, now, now it's a little bit better with their options there, but that's kind of what that looks like. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of that. It's yeah. beautiful. I love IKEA Swedish meatballs. I will fucking I go to IKEA just to eat sometimes because I love them shits and it's a cheap lunch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's be 100% real about it. Uh, and to see it on a pizza now, I wish I see a little bit of lingonberry jam on really? the side there. Is that uh, what that is? It must be. If wow. I zoom in, I mean, that's the only. T- that's the only other acceptable wow. topping aside from the gravy. Now, I wish the gravy was incorporated to give you the full Swedish meatball experience. Right. But Some dipping gravy? Yes. Uh, I love a Ooh. dipping gravy oh, with my- like, uh, like ranch, but mm, for this pizza, just a little yeah. dipping gravy. I mean, can you make this at home? Can you just get the pizza and then like get the IKEA Swedish meatballs? Thank you. Good Sounds point. like a lot of work. Uh, <laughs> but but you doable. Doable. <laughs> you could Since do. some shits are available frozen in a bag at yeah. IKEA. Are they really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so I guess we'll just do it. Yeah, you're going to try this. Yeah. So I guess this isn't news. 
Um, <laughs> I like just she immigrant mommed it. She's like, hold on, we can make this shit at home. No, we're right. making this. Yeah, we don't like, need to What do you Japan? mean? And I'm like, damn, you're right. It's better than like, yeah, you just need the frozen fucking meatballs. <laughs> we need to do a whole episode of this show that is just brainstorming ideas for like brand fast food collabos. Oh, yeah. Like this this was just sitting right there for us. It was, us. Right, there. It was right there and we just, all, right, all we had to do was think quick, about it. Quick, two brand mashup. Uh, I, I can't do it quick, man. I need time. <laughs> <laughs> this is how nimble you're going to have to be in these meetings, right. man. Okay. Okay. Because if you're a young right. brand, they're going to uh, be like, hey, this is a KFC and the NFC. Okay, Domino's Taco Bell. All right, what we're doing here is... <laughs> nah, okay, that just, didn't work just ignored the prompt, sir. <laughs> all right. Samsung and Jack in the Box. Samsung Jack yeah. in the Box? Ooh, so app. tough. It would be an Snake? App. Oh, okay. A an game? app? A tizer? Okay. Oh, <laughs> there you go. We, okay, now, we got yeah. some momentum going here. Now yeah, we're working. Yeah. And now we've hit a wall. <laughs> <laughs> Something with Baja Blast. Baja Blast needs to be more widely available in other things. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Baja, Baja Blast Gatorade. Oh, wow. That was oh. hyper caffeinated. Or like, a, don't people make like Gatorade cake or some shit? Like use Gatorade in a pastry that or something? Gross. Gatorade yeah. Yeah. That doesn't sound well, good at all. I know you can deep fry Kool-Aid, so maybe yeah. you can do something like that. Or just make a cake with, uh, you know, because sometimes you like to use carbonation when you're mm-hmm. baking because it helps create air bubbles when mm-hmm. you're baking. Mm-hmm. You use mm-hmm. Baja Blast. Okay. As we respect, yeah, right. the, the, the linguaje castellano <laughs> for people in Castile, the Baja Which Blast. Is the proper pronunciation um, because it's yes. Taco Bell. And then you mix, then you get like a nice airy blue cake. Uh, I don't know. You look a little bit like space cake. A little, uh, yeah. Send in your order. Send in your recipes, yo. Love we it. Make, we'll crowdsource a book of terrible fast food ideas. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back, and I guess there's no more avoiding it. I mean, maybe we could. Could we talk about some more fast food collabos or yeah, uh, uh, okay. movie, movie crossovers? Let's go movie crossovers. Okay, okay, movie crossovers. Uh, Wolverine and Doctor Doolittle. Okay, nice. I like it. But the because... brown face Robert Downey Jr. one. Oh wow! Yeah, Wait, yeah, the, yeah. there's a brown face Robert Downey Jr. That latest Doolittle. Remember, we were looking. I'm like, he oh looks yeah, a that's little bit right. More tan he has a than normal, yeah, yeah. little yeah. bronzier. Okay, bronzier. They, they, it looked like they turned that into like an action epic. Uh, the the latest Doctor Doolittle. No, but then it had like really campy jokes, like right. people getting hit in the nuts and stuff. Or right. Like, yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, well, every movie trailer, you look, can't call yourself a comedy without a nut hit in the Robert trailer. Robert Downey Jr. is our Chaplin, and Chaplin was an artiste of the nut shot. Truly. Uh, all, right, all right, Super Tuesday. No, no, another thing. <laughs> Let's uh, get into it, man. <laughs> What's your Let's favorite? Let's get into it. The youth vote, first of all. Who's your favorite Smurf? <laughs> Gargamel. <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know uh, Smurfette was created by Gargamel to create- Infiltrate the Smurfs? Yeah. Oh, really? I don't no. know. I, I heard <laughs> Wait, that, and now I'm like, like conspiracy that doesn't really make I'm sense. A, yeah, it doesn't make sense, but I'm thinking maybe I heard that in like a men's rights activist board <laughs> totally. or something while doing yeah. it. I feel like Smurfette came, came around afterwards. Right. All right, uh, fine. Um, what else? What else? Uh, oh, wow. Robert Downey Jr. does look brown face in this Doesn't poster. he look a little yeah. bit? I mean, maybe he was just enjoying his hundreds of millions of dollars on an island somewhere. Well, it's not like it's not like he has a past of browning up or blacking up in a film. Right. right. Wait. <laughs> Wait a second. Um, One of the last times. That's a deep tan. All right, yeah. guys. I have all some. Right, I have some what? difficult thing. What happened? I have some difficult news to 
tell you about. Smurfette was created by evil wizard Gargamel, the Smurf's enemy, in order to spy on them and sow jealousy. However, she decides she wants to be a real Smurf. Uh, yes! Oh, so it's like the typical rom-com arc of somebody who's like deceptively like sort of fell in love yeah, with someone yeah, yeah. and like the third right. act they have to reveal that it was yeah. all a bet or a joke or whatever mm-hmm. heartbroken then they have to make amends it, it, it all comes together that's funny Classic. though that's very I mean I think Smurfs started out in the 60s and that's a very like conservative 60s he's gonna create a woman yep. and yeah. that's gonna tear everything apart the old honeypot yeah uh, alright finally let's get to Super Tuesday uh, youth vote lacking Texas polls uh, wait, you you wrote this, Miles. The Texas polls were a disgrace in a preview. There was man, the amount of polls that were shut down um, in Texas. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, it was. I mean, this is a, a bit of the uh, voter suppression. I think we can look forward to um, in what is that November when yeah. when hell breaks when hell will actually break loose were, on Earth. Were the lines long, or were they just completely shut down? They were long. So what happened was they had shut down a lot of polling places that who'd have believed it, who'd have thought it was disproportionately affecting a lot of black and brown voters and some younger voters uh, and causing like two and a half hour lines. Uh, People, some people were uh, almost six hours after the polls had closed were still casting ballots. Yeah. UCLA, I I saw in the news late last night, it was like midnight. They were like giving the kids pizza and water to like stay in line. Like what? They were they saying just, the last vote was at twelve thirty. Yeah, here they they just don't for some reason the Democratic uh, National Committee does not want young people to vote. I don't Surprise. know. Well, in Texas, that's the state though. That's not right. the parties. Like those are just the polling places based on how the like because the Republicans yeah. run that state. They're strategically making it harder for Black and Brown people right. in general. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't. I think the the real thing with yesterday, especially in L.A., is. The ability to go anywhere, I think, is great because then- With the vote centers. Yeah, yeah. with the vote centers. But then it's like one of those things where if people only know two or three, they all end up at two or three. And then you have lines that are so long. My mom had to wait fucking two hours uh, to vote. I don't think the vote centers are really smart. We'll see how it goes. Obviously, this is the first time that LA did vote centers. They were very excited about it, but I I don't think it's very smart. Yeah. But I mean, so the overall headline: Biden won big. He surprised. He surprisingly won Massachusetts, Minnesota, places uh, Sanders was expected to win, um, and everything. Just like when you look at where the candidates uh, landed versus where polling suggested, uh, Biden was always uh, ahead of where he was expected, except California. And Sanders was either, you know, just a little bit better or about even uh, or slightly down from where he was expected to perform. And, yeah, it just it seems like and when you look at when people decided it was all like the big Biden bump came from the past couple days, people deciding in the past couple days, which is when the narrative officially became you know, that Biden was the candidate. Um, right. You know, I like I've gotten a lot of pushback from a, a tweet I put out that was like, you know, this is <laughs> it re- really seems like the mainstream media and the DNC are all kind of coalescing 
around the Biden narrative. And, you know, I'm not saying it's a vast conspiracy. I'm saying that it's not a conspiracy if it's out in the open and you understand why they're trying to do it. (laughs) Right. It's the values of the party and the values of the media and like what governs those institutions. But I, I don't think we can overstate the fact that the only reason we pay attention to those early primaries, they're not significant in terms of number of delegates, uh, Iowa, New Hampshire, and Nevada. The only reason those early primaries matter is to create a narrative of a front runner. And the media and the Democrats wouldn't do it for when Sanders They were just horny for whoever what maybe was beating out uh, yeah. Bernie or Elizabeth. It was like, oh, so it's Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. Right. Pete Buttigieg is the new... Uh, Messiah. Yeah. And then it's like, wait, okay, hold on one second. Yeah. Oh, maybe not. Right. Okay, who else then? So, I mean, Sanders had a big win in Nevada, and the narrative became Sanders can't win, like the Democrats are worried. And it's like, I I don't want to say that like this is all just being, uh, you know, put onto the people from above. I think it has something to do with the people and, you know, what you have in your brain having grown up in America and just America's inherent skepticism towards socialism, like that probably has a lot to do with it. But it's also, you know, a confluence of a lot of things. And it just seems very, like, foretold and like the whole thing's on rails. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, again, like I said, even at the beginning of the show, it will never be easy completely upending the sort of systemic issues we have in this country. Right. So, and I think, I think a lot of progressives, leftists are dis, who are disheartened by seeing what happened and being like, but I thought, you know, like there's a lot of support for Elizabeth Warren. There's a lot of support for Bernie Sanders. What every, a few weeks ago, they they said Biden was dead. Mm -hmm. Right. What the fuck happened? But I think the deal is when you have candidates like this, who are, again, I, I say this all the time, are existential threats to the you know elite, and I mean that in the moneyed classes of people, the ultra wealthy who pretty much probably are the our own wages come from. You know what I mean? Those people are not about to fucking step aside and let you know uh, working class people determine what their own outcome sure. should be. They stand to lose too much money if you work at it in the C suite of a health insurance provider. You are you you're looking at this Medicare for all shit. You're like, oh, they're trying to put me the fuck out of business. Watch yeah. this, mm-hmm. right? And I will get in. I will work with the people who I know who work at the party, the people who help me make Obamacare the fine ish, but just enough that I still get my profit taste off of everything. They they're gonna they put up their defensive mechanisms, and it, that's what you're seeing. That's they have to preserve the the system well, as yeah. it is, and it's and it's never going to be easy. So to get disheartened, I think is it, it's not it's not the time. There's right. still a chance I think progressives need to look also together at what we're up against right now because they, they did that. They got Mayor Pete. They got Amy Klobuchar. The media basically yeah, acted like, you know, they acted like Joe Biden didn't admit that he lied about getting arrested trying to meet Nelson Mandela. Right. That they just completely, dude, they completely shelved that because yeah. then because they had to make sure that, I mean, look at the other thing. And I know I'm ranting now, but. Mike Bloomberg spent a half billion dollars just to save himself a few billion dollars. Right. It didn't matter if fucking he if he won or not. He just knew it can't be anyone who's even uttering the words wealth tax. Right. Yeah. And 
that makes sense that it was worth it to him to spend that much money to make sure that his money is not touched so he can continue to sit on it mm-hmm. while other people, uh, you know, toil and die from lack of adequate medical care. Yeah. I, right. I, I think that this is, you know, the Democrats being disciplined as a party. And mm-hmm. I think they probably got in front of Pete and uh, Amy and all, and now Bloomberg and were like, you know, drop out. We need, like, we'll look favorably on you if you drop out because we need all the votes aligned behind like a single centrist candidate because they were quick as fuck to drop out. And I'm guessing they're not saying the same thing at all to Warren, you know, to drop out and like, you know, allow people like to only, align behind Sanders. I think the only yeah. calls for Warren to step down have come from progressives to try and right. be like, okay, well, yeah. if they're going to do that, then we need to go with whatever whatever shot we have to make right. sure somebody who, I mean, Joe Biden's even record on the environment. How do we go from people saying climate change was one of their top yeah. priorities going into this primary to... Having a guy who supports fucking fracking, who yeah. like doesn't give a fuck about renewable energy, he's not being hard lined about it. He has no. I plan feel like I don't that. know any issues that Biden is behind. Like I feel like he's just not. Like if you're an issue voter, Biden is not right. the one for you. It's, if, if your issue is um, pleasantries and civility, yeah, that's well, the only issue. It's I think. the people who are voting for him are voting on the we need to beat Trump. Yeah, and exactly. That, that was it. They've been told the only way to beat Trump is with a centrist, and so. They are assuming again, like they did uh, in the Al Gore, John Kerry, Hillary Clinton, right? That people will vote against Trump, and that'll be enough to defeat Trump. No. And that's just not like I. So I'm not like I. I think Sanders could beat Trump. Definitely, it has a better shot at beating Trump than uh, Biden will. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think Sanders can beat the Democratic Party because he's running to yeah. be the presidential candidate of the democratic that's party. why i said this either way this cycle is the end of the party as we know it yeah, yeah. because there are a lot of pissed off progressives who are saying at stake uh, yes obviously we need to get rid of donald trump because i don't know how i don't know how many more people can go through another yeah. four years considering the mo- like the speed at which he's barreling through people's rights and now even with some of the abortion cases that are being heard in the supreme court uh that might be a wrap soon but like the there are, then there are other people there's a whole energized group of voters who are like the, who are improvised to say yes and yes right. we need to defeat trump and we need to address systemic racism we need to uh, address systemic homophobia we need to address every kind of thing that is holding people back and keeping keeping people in a state of oppression right. and i think it's like you know it's like anything some people will look at a house on fire and be like yo the the fire is the problem we right. got to put the yeah, fire yeah, out. Yeah. And those are people who vote for Biden. People right. who are more progressive be like, nah, man, it's all these frayed ass fucking wires yeah, in yeah. the house that are right. sparking up every time and they're causing the fire. It's not right. the, that fire is the byproduct of the fucked infrastructure. Right. And I think those people are not looking, it depends on how microscopic or what level you want to engage with what the issues are. Yeah. Because it's easy to just be like, yeah, Biden, fine. That means no Trump. But like, but but I don't think more. Biden's going to mean no Trump. I think that's false. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think that's false. Like, I, I, I mean, and you know, it's there's still a lot of time between now and the November election, but 
you know, that that's just never worked. It's never worked in electoral politics to be the alternate candidate who's just not the other guy. Like, yeah. that's just not going right. to. Right. Carrie so, Bush. Right. Carrie Everyone. Bush is exactly what they, I mean, now Biden obviously is not John Kerry. I think he's a more talented politician with a better uh, background. Well, he has the Obama adjacency. He has the Obama adjacency, and I'm sure we'll have Obama and Michelle's, uh, the Obama's backing. Um, but there's, you know, there's this piece of data that stuck out to me in the 2016, just like reading the autopsy of the 2016 election that has always stuck out to me is really significant where the people who were like looking at all that Facebook algorithm shit were like an outsider candidate is going to win the presidency. So let's back Trump. Like Trump was, was a laughing stock, and then they like put all this data behind it, but they knew something about. They knew that something what the had changed. Was, yeah. They knew there was a pre-existing condition that was going to make it so that an outsider candidate won, and that's what happened. And that I think that's where a lot of the Sanders momentum was coming from. Is you know, in addition yeah. to addressing a lot of the you know systemic issues, it's like not an insider candidate. And I I just think we're going to see whether an insider candidate who's like part of business as usual and whose basic platform is business as usual can get momentum other than as a, you know, party line guy. Ugh. Um, I, it does make me wonder, because I I was kind of buying into the narrative that Sanders was this uh, was 2020's Trump and that like he was coming from outside the establishment and there was like this base of support and the media was like, yeah, right, he'll never win. Yeah, right, he'll never win. And then he was, you know, gaining the momentum. But I think the things that uh, separated like Sanders from Trump uh, just in terms of like what allowed Trump to kind of follow through is Trump was good TV and Sanders isn't. So the media Sanders ended up being complicit in his in Trump's narrative, even if he was, you know, technically counter to their espoused values. Uh, Trump obviously had Fox News and the mainstream media. Uh, Sanders had Twitter. Right. Yeah. Sanders had Twitter, essentially. <laughs> like the mainstream media is Biden and the DNC and RNC's like standard bearer. Trump's message of hate and anger was easier for people to get behind in America, whereas Sanders was about helping others, and that doesn't go with the shape. And like like we talked about, it's not the U.S. founding myth is that we're all individuals who uh, are self determined, and I think you know the idea of helping other people uh, via government programs just cuts completely counter to that. And then I think the Democratic voting base are people who pay way more attention to things like who they think can win uh, and who the media says can win. Mm -hmm. And so it becomes this weird meta value where who they think can win determines who will win. This was like the deciding factor on Tuesday, in Tuesday's yeah. elections. Uh, so, yeah. Also, think, young people didn't <clears throat> show up. Yeah. yeah, the youth vote was. That's one thing you can't. Pretty none, disheartening. Less none of people, that applies to. Less people yeah. showed up than they did in the 2016 primaries. Right. Like, and I don't know. You know, I'm sure there's a million and one explanations for that, but that's also uh, that's that's a little upsetting, especially too when you think about who the people who are coming out to vote for Biden are. If you couple that with like a depressed like youth participation, right? I'm curious to know what if they have Migos open for Biden. 
that people are going to suddenly be like, oh, yeah, okay. No. Yeah. Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish is opening for Biden. Yeah, I wonder who they're going to get now. Right. I don't know. And this is the thing. Like like you were saying, Taz, like, I don't know one fucking thing I can be like, you know, when Biden becomes president, yeah. this thing will get better. Or at least Nothing. I know I remember him saying something about this. I can at least say that about Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. I can even say that about Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, I mean, not that I would vote for him. Uh, well, if I had to, I would. But anyway, we're past that. But the bottom line being, there's no energy behind going to vote for Biden. There's nothing that I think people who need to believe in something, I don't know where that hook is yet, if he's going to be the nominee. Now, this, I mean, if we're in in my fantasy world, maybe anything can happen still. My most cynical yeah, version yeah, yeah. is like, you can already see it on the news. They have, they're parading every politician out who's like, you know what? Joe Biden's the one who's going to to lead us to victory in November, blah, 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 blah. It's uh, it's it's hard to watch. Yeah. you know, I'll be yeah. interested to see if Warren does drop out, if she endorses Biden. Cause... I really think she's going to endorse Sanders. I feel like it would probably be a blow to her supporters, too, if she but were her to, supporters ba- to back have also... Biden. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I would say the most engaged supporters, you know, because there are people who probably aren't like they like the idea of Elizabeth Warren. Then there are people who like actually engage with their policies. And like I like I like her for those reasons. I feel like anyone who's there is who sees the sort of social justice aspects of her platform would be like Joe Biden. Yeah, right. This fucking dude, the dude who was harassing Anita Hill like she wasn't yeah. like she wasn't shit during right. the Clarence Thomas confirmation. Like what? What? Yeah, I just don't see it. Yeah, it'll be interesting. You never know. I mean, that's what that's what we're all gonna see because you know. Obviously, I, I never thought Pete Buttigieg was like an activist, so that right. didn't surprise me that he went all in for Biden. And neither with with Amy Klobuchar. Like, I get it. She's she's. I like how when someone said people are saying I'm part of like the establishment or whatever, but I've I've only been here for X amount of years. It's like no, it's not how long you've been there. Yeah, right. It's, it's about how the ideas you're supporting and what you're trying to change about the world and anyway. how you got to where you are. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. Uh, you know, I I'm talking like it's it's over uh, in the primaries. <laughs> we'll we'll see if that's the case. It's but not over. It's, it's just seems... people need to keep people, participating. People, yeah. turn out to vote. Vote for well, who the, you yeah. want to. Here's the problem, though. Sure, maybe this could be over, but right. that that should not end people's uh, them striving for a better situation yeah. for others. Yeah. And that's I think one, that's the bottom fucking line. I don't that's give one a fuck thing who's you, out there. That's one thing you hear from uh like, you know, some super progressive like Chapo talks about how, well, this is the last chance because Bernie this is gonna be the end of Bernie as a candidate. But I feel like, you know, nobody saw that uh the Occupy Wall Street movement was going to lead to this. Sure. You know? Uh and Nobody like there will be a future for, you know, progressive politics, even if Sanders doesn't win the nomination. I mean, we have probably the most talented uh, progressive politician coming up uh, in AOC like in a long time. So, well, like, yeah, Ilhan Omar can't run for president. Right. But and I don't know if Tlaib is going to ever get sort of to that level of popularity. But I think either way, you know, regardless of who the candidate is. The ground is fertile right yeah. now for yeah. people, yeah, yeah. and people are more aware. Look, the whole class consciousness d- uh, portion of this, like whole primary thing, I think is the most important thing. 
because yeah. most people were not willing to be like, okay, wait, where do I where do I sit on this chart? Versus most of the time people thought like, how comfortable is your life? Right. And that's how they gauge like, oh, well, I'm fine. Like I have my I have my Wi-Fi. Well, I, I have like, my streaming. In addition streaming. to the class consciousness, it's also race consciousness. I yeah. think this is the first election we've seen racial justice conversation even being addressed on the debate stage. Right. And it's funny, too, because even when like people were ranking the, you know, their platforms based on how it would benefit people of color, like Joe Biden was not even at the top of those lists. No. Right. Uh, But again, I think he overwhelmingly won the black vote. But again, and I understand because most people are not as interested in the politics, like sort of the minutia of it to understand the nuances of versus being like, well, Obama co-signs him. So that's 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 all I need to know. Like he's not going to he's not going to be out here like saying incendiary racist shit um i mean or maybe he might but that could be a function of him you know, and like for progressive senile. politics here in la we ha- we had a win last night with measure r right mm-hmm. like that was a i don't have my computer in front of me so if one of you could google that and like <laughs> and also um Nithya is gonna have a runoff too uh oh, against right. david you district- so there's gonna be you know there's gonna the local level elections are the ones that are the ones that we should be turning Wait, out Nithya's for. Wait, Nithya's going to have a runoff? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm pretty That's sure based on like what, what was going on. It's What was her percentage? Uh, I forget, but I I feel like she just skated in there. Oh, wow. That's like That's a, a local pretty, election here, but it's like a really a big one. awful uh, current incumbent versus somebody who's got really incredible progressive values and experience. Uh, and yeah, that would be that would be wonderful. All right. Well, my my overall, after writing my thoughts about uh, Super Tuesday, I just wrote a paragraph saying we just need a sick day uh, to a sick year as a planet because that seems to be the way. Right. Like, where we delayed the Bond movie. I mean, what yeah. what are you gonna do? Let's all just take work off until the Bond movie comes out. Yeah. Uh, oh, the Measure R was about increased police oversight and Radio. then alternatives to incarceration. Yeah. Uh, right. Which is great because that won overwhelmingly. Overwhelmingly. But I guess that's the thing. Uh, sorry, just to kind of put a bow on the shit pile that was Super Tuesday. Mm. Again, I've you have people who are overwhelmingly beginning to investigate, analyze, uh, and think about their situation, how the government fits into that, how just how power moves within this yeah. country. And I think that's one of the greatest things that can happen. Uh, but, you know... If if Bernie, this is his last time, and and people like Elizabeth Warren, Sand- Elizabeth Warren's campaigns might not be what we wanted them to be. They've created the fertilizer for new things to grow in the future, and I, I think that's so. what's great, right? Uh, and you know, and if and some of y'all start start backpedaling on this pro- like progress shit, fuck y'all. You know what I mean, <laughs> right. this isn't for you. We're out yeah. here. We're out here trying to fucking do right for fucking everybody right. and help less, even people, people who fucking hate me, right? Because at the basic level, we just have to begin treating each other like this. Right. And I think that's what I think that's the overwhelming sort of um, feeling with progressives right now is sort of like we just need we just want the basic shit, which is everybody gets the minimum. Right. Yeah. Decency. Fucking. Yeah. Like respect. That's it. The fact that Sanders was even compared to Trump uh, is wild. That it's like a yeah, populist a movement uh, because it's it's a movement where people's like values are like trying to help other people as opposed to a populist movement where it was racism. Right, <laughs> like that's pretty absurd. But yeah, and part of fertilizer is shit, and a lot you know yeah. it comes from really awful experiences and adversity that people kind of move forward and but hey 
the, the next thing. New York, grows. Arizona, Washington. There are still states that can, yeah. What's next? Who what's, can is pull Florida the fuck next? up? I feel like Florida's coming up. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of big states coming up, so maybe it's still a race. We will see. Twitter is, uh, in addition to the only place where where people are spreading progressive values, Twitter uh, is testing <laughs> uh, fleets. Mm. Uh, what? Fleets are tweets that disappear after 24 hours. Who came up with that branding? Fleets? Uh, pretty good. Pretty fleets? good. Because it's fleeting. Um, Yikes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Why the fuck would we need people to be able to get away with saying gnarly shit? On Twitter, like even more, be like, "Nah, I never said that." Right. It's it's basically they, you know, trying to incorporate something that Snapchat does. Other more successful social media companies have just stolen from Snapchat and had a lot of success with like Instagram, Facebook. So, but it's not ever truly gonna delete. Like everything on the internet exists in the internet somewhere. Right. Or people can screen cap. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. I mean, people delete their tweets all the time. That shit doesn't go away. But it's just weird. I mean, like, because you can't retweet them. You can't retweet a fleet. You can't refleet. Right. And you can't comment on a fleet. Well, you can. It'll just disappear. <laughs> oh, really? I think so. Is that right? There's it, no ability for other users to retweet, oh like, or publicly comment on them. Oh. Publicly. Okay. Is this all because that Republican guy bought Twitter or bought, bought a big share of Twitter? I mean, Trump this supporter? is- who knows? I mean, this is definitely kind of a thing where it's like, yeah, man, you know, like sometimes you want to just be able to say stuff what's on your mind mm. and not have a record of it because, yeah, you thought some nasty, you know, transphobic shit and wanted to make a joke. And then right. people came for you because I guess that's because cancel culture. But like, I don't understand what the value is even to somebody who uses Twitter who's like, people would rather have an edit mode. Right. Yeah. Then fucking edit mode would be great. Then like coward ghost mode. Right. But I don't know. I mean, we'll I guess. see. We'll keep an eye on it. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And Spike Lee and the Knicks, uh, if you're not familiar, the Knicks are a basketball team. Uh huh. Oh, I needed um, to know that. Thank you. <laughs> they are my favorite yeah. squad run. So, uh, Spike Lee's relationship to them, he's, I, I would say he's even more closely tied to them than like uh, Jack Nicholson is tied to the, uh, oh, hell yeah, to the, the Lakers. Lakers because he's been courtside since day one. Yeah. Like he, he wear, goes around wearing Knicks colors like all the time. He's, yeah. Like he's not ashamed to. Right. And they've <laughs> been awful, just an awful team. He pays, uh, it's been revealed during this. Uh, controversy three hundred thousand dollars for those season tickets. Uh, and wait, how much? Three hundred thousand oh dollars per gosh. season. Um, and the other day he was trying to enter the game through the uh, entrance he always uses, which is a you know a uh, staff entrance, basically. right? A staff slash employee entrance. Uh, he's been coming for decades now. Uh, and they stopped him and told him he couldn't, and nobody had told him that. And they tried to like make him go through this other public entrance, and he, you know, got into an argument. And then James Dolan came up to him during the game and was like, "Hey, that's just how it is." Now. James Dolan is the owner. James Dolan is the owner. What? He inherited the Knicks. Yeah, he inherited like an incredible, uh, a huge media empire from his actually, you know, visionary 
dad who's probably also a bad person since he's a billionaire but uh he you know gave his son uh Madison Square Garden and the Knicks and he uh has like, used hey, yeah to you run it in the ground he has used that position to for instance he's part of a jazz like quartet vocal he's the vocalist he's in, he's in a fucking band. JD and the Straight Shot yeah. he's the he's the lead singer of a band of young talented musicians and he's just this guy who's like croaking out front uh, uh because he thinks he's a a musician and he makes uh bands like the eagles let him open for them at madison square garden well the deal is like you want to open kid. he's like you oh. want to play at madison square garden oh my god yeah then my band is opening right oh he's well, just a don't... rich kid who's right, just right. like who's... you know if you've ever met the rich kid who just is like open about their using the fact that they're rich to just bully people like that's who this dude is but like spike's commitment to his team is so admirable yeah because it's really what that's like what true a true loyal fan is it's right. really through thick and thin and he like later on throughout this whole co- controversy he's like man i pay so much money to support this team right and Wait, so i have what, seen what happened so he, he got he, stopped the- he gets stopped then James Dolan was like, they're like, what's a new policy? He said, I didn't know. The owner comes up and says, well, now you know. And then right. they keep it moving. Then the Knicks put out a press release that basically said, oh, everything's all good. It's all been ironed out. Spike, it was just a misunderstanding. Spike Lee then goes on to ESPN and was like, that's horse shit. They never yeah. told me this. This is spin. You're trying to create some fucking, trying to whitewash this whole shit. This is not what happened. Right. Uh, and he went in even harder and then it basically began a bit of back and forth. Like then Ooh. the Knicks were basically saying, uh, you know, the idea that Spike Lee, this is a direct quote from a PR person with the Knicks. The idea that Spike Lee is a victim because we have repeatedly asked him, repeatedly asked him to not use our employee entrance and instead use a dedicated VIP entrance, which is used by every other celebrity who enters the garden is laughable. laughable. It's I disappointing mean, that Spike would create this false controversy to wow. perpetuate drama. So, I mean, Who's this perpetuating is drama, right? They are perpetuating drama. Like he gets he gets in these bitter disputes and then uses the Knicks PR department as like his mouthpiece. And uh, you know, that that tweet was definitely drafted by him for him, like only Trump style. Yeah, yeah Trump yeah, yeah. style and then Go Spicy. Right. So there <laughs> just some other things that they've done. They Sicked security on a fan who was yelling "fire Dolan" in November, and again in January, uh, another fan was escorted from the arena in 2019, and Dolan alleged the fan had uh, cleverly set out to ambush him. Uh, and then he had Charles Oakley arrested uh, and pulled out of the arena in handcuffs, who's a former player who's been critical of Dolan. Uh, so he just—he's like a just a shitty he's not even like a super villain he's like a villain in a comedy like right. yeah right like a rich Gargamel. villain in a comedy oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Gargamel. my favorite comedy smurfs the best though is when spike lee had to clap back at them he said what's laughable is how the knicks are the laughing stock of the league in sports that's what's fucking laughable wow <laughs> wow wow uh so he said he's not going to games anymore Ooh. he's he was the only cool thing about the knicks yeah. uh you know players who have uh, had the opportunity to sign with the Knicks, uh, including like going back to when LeBron James and Dwayne Wade, uh, pre the decision, were Before deciding going to Miami, right? Were deciding where they were going to play together. Went and met with the Knicks and came out like, 
Oh my God. No, fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. They wanted to play together at Madison Square Garden. It's like the most storied place yeah. in right. basketball. And they just met him and were like, get me the fuck away from this guy. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he has just single handedly fucked his franchise. And, you know, a player, a guy who's coming up, big ticket free agent in the next few seasons, uh, Donovan Mitchell, like, was just responded to the whole thing like holy shit this is crazy about the spike lee thing it's like <laughs> yeah these players are smart they know who like they don't want to be part of a company that's owned by just a massive egomaniac yeah, asshole. Just screaming right so, so do you think he's gonna stick do you think spike lee is permanently gonna boycott the he kind of left himself an out to like be back next season he just said so. he gave away all of his tickets for the remainder of the season yeah oh it's it's hard to quit you know i don't think he can quit the knicks yeah because at the end of the day, like every fan who supports a team who might not have had any glory recently, <coughs> Arsenal, um, you know, you sit back and you think it's it's the hope that something might happen that keeps you going back. And that's what that's what we live for. Um, so I salute the Knicks fan. Three hundred thousand dollars is a lot. Like, imagine oh, yeah. if the Knicks lost all the people that are spending that much money. Yeah, it uh, it doesn't really matter because they're such a valuable uh, franchise. Franchise, they're like mm. one of the most valuable sports franchises, just in terms of like equity, like how much people estimate they would sell for. And he's a billionaire who just inherited all his money. So um, money. Uh, yeah, everyone call your parents and be like, "Why aren't y'all billionaires?" Right? Like, fuck y'all. Yeah, I could have been a horrible person. Why? Damn it. Yeah. Um. Anyways, he's still a, only one sixty third of what Bloomberg has. Yeah. Right. They they estimated his whole campaign was losing money at two hundred thirty three thousand dollars a minute, yeah, something like that, or an hour. Yeah, but I mean, was he losing it or was he paying for a big tax break going forward because he, he would have yeah. lost a lot of it to a Sanders? Was he funding the salary Warren? of activists that right. are on the ground? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that is where I was the other day. Was working on behalf, knocking doors for Bloomberg because <laughs> they pay a great per door rate. Um. Let's talk about coronavirus and who is making money off of it. Um, now, first of all, I want to say at the outset, this is not to suggest like coronavirus is a money-making scheme by by any means. Okay. The, you should protect yourself from coronavirus in all the ways we've talked about and all the medically proven ways that we've talked about over the past couple of days. Uh, but there are people who have found a way to profit, such as Paramount Business Jets. Oh yeah, one of my favorite business jet uh, charter companies. Providers, yeah. They just in general, the private jet industry is a booming because of coronavirus. Really? Because that way, the wealthy can avoid the infected hordes of the poor's. But are they like lysoling the whole jet? So some their whole thing is like they are like sanitizing their jet like they yeah. want to make it as a plus possible to be like you don't have to worry like our pilots will wear hazmat right. suits the reason that regular like commercial flying is unhealthy is because they don't ever clean the plane yeah. like all they would have to do is add a process where they do a deep clean in between flights yeah but see yeah. then that's gonna that's gonna add another 30 minutes and then I can't fit in a thousand additional flights per day well, and then our right. margins you just spray Lysol let it be wet let it dry and then you're good right but can just... I travel with Lysol is that allowed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not an aerosol. I'm yeah, but you aerosol? have to have wipes. You got to bring are... the wipes. Yeah, you can't bring aerosol. I just want to like spray everyone. The wipes are crucial. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that is like the these private jets, first of all, do not have to be like flying nonstop uh, no. back and forth. They're not trying to like hit a, a certain bottom line. They're trying to, you know, 
sell a luxury good, and so they do deep cleans in between flights. Yeah, there's dude, a three hundred percent increase. They're saying in like the interest in their business. They say, "quote Requests have gone up in the past couple of weeks due to coronavirus, and not necessarily with our regular flyers, but with people who maybe don't have the money." <laughs> wow. what? what a weird fucking line, <laughs> huh? It's like, but it shows you the mentality yeah. even when you're the one running. It's like. Even like the, it's weird, like poor people are hitting us up to see what that's about. Anyways. But I guess it makes, I mean, uh, uh, but you're probably aware that there is obviously a barrier to entry because, for example, if you want to do a 12 seat flight uh, from New York to London, that's going to be $140,000. I mean, round trip. 70K each way. Wow. How much does it cost to buy one of these things? Just buy a a plane. But But like, that's, that's an. Incredible amount of money. A lot. It's absurd. But some, like, but let's not kid ourselves. There's an entire class of people that's where that is an afterthought. What a yeah. disgusting society. Because if you went on first class, right? If you went full lay down, like Liddy British Airways number one, that would yeah. have been like ten grand. Yeah. Round trip. Yeah. But hey, for the flex, baby. Um. I have no understanding of how money works. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like abstract. I hear, at that the, point. Like, I hear this. I'm just like, what? That's you hear sixty three billion, and you're just by like, by that what? amount of money, a hundred and forty thousand yeah. dollars for a round for a round trip. Yep, yep. Also, I'm shocked by what you, you said that they were saying that about the poverty thing, right? Like they're saying like even people who can't afford it. So then, like, who are they considering lower class in this situation? I don't know. You know, it's like I can just tell from the voice on the phone, right? Right. If it's not someone's assistant calling. They're poor. <laughs> right. That's you how we be, do it. You could be a millionaire and take uh, 10 first class tickets and be broke. Right. Uh, uh, exactly. Or 10, sorry, not 10. 10 first flights. Class, 10 round trips on this thing and be no longer have any money. Like yeah. be for Yeah, but you know what? 40, I don't have corona. At least I don't think. But there's right. like a, I, I might not show symptoms for a while, that's, but you know. Wow. It was that's worth just it. an incredible, yeah. The, but it shows you like, right, like whenever there's any kind of crises, it you begin to see how like what the wealth disparity is because mm-hmm. some people like if you're wealthy and it's for example climate change it's right. like oh we'll just buy up all the land over here right yeah and we can abandon this place right and Whereas, the wealthy have bunkers like they actually have bunkers all across this yeah. nation for them to hide out in and those companies too I was looking at a website for the people who do like the fancy ass yeah, bunkers yeah, yeah. oh my goodness I mean <laughs> it's it just shows you it's like some people's doomsday bunker. Is nicer than most people's home. Yeah. nicer than ninety percent of people's right. homes will ever be. Right, but hey, um, what do we know? So other people who are looking to cash in, I, I won't say that they are uh, succeeding as much as the these uh, jet company owners. Hey, they're not doing it, man. It's just the market, man. Right, it's the market. Uh, there are like a bunch of people on Etsy uh, who are making coronavirus products. Uh, what? Like uh, some bed sheets that read "Pray for coronavirus victims" in giant pink letters. Why? But when you put when you fold it down, it just says "coronavirus victim." Oh yeah, <laughs> so, if you don't have yeah. a, <laughs> which is a weird, weird look. Uh, there's a T-shirt of Trump photoshopped on Rocky's body and a cartoon virus next to each other. Uh, I think it's anti-Trump because it says, "Don't worry, Trump versus coronavirus." So prepared. Oh, um, there's a coronavirus-themed cryptocurrency uh, that grossly burns tokens every time someone on Earth gets infected, so that's tight. What? Uh, And now there are more than 65 songs on Spotify about coronavirus. Hey. Uh, Mr. Cumbia uh, has one uh, 
that is the most popular of those songs. It implores listeners to wash their hands and avoid friends if they have the virus. Which oh, right. shout out to Mr. Cumbia. Oh, so Senor Cumbia is doing his part. You, you know, know what I mean? Uh, some zombie La Cumbia del Coronavirus. <laughs> some zombie video games have been uh, adding the word coronavirus to pre-existing games uh, that came out before the outbreak. So you know, Jesus, I'm sure they're like patting themselves on the back, like we're just spreading awareness. And finally, a search of coronavirus on Pornhub returns 112 videos. What? A lot Already? Of, a lot of them are just like adding coronavirus to, to the existing title. videos. But uh, there is one in which uh, a horny woman is stopped by her partner who proceeds to, <laughs> of course, got to add some mansplaining in. Uh, I'll, I'll just give you the beat for beat of it. Uh, little, <laughs> little Squirtles is the name of a performer. Skips into oh, her, no. her front door, kicks off her shoes, and shouts, "Daddy, I'm home!" And so horny. Her partner Chase Pound her uh, is the what? dude's name. Of course. Uh, emerges from the hallway wearing a face mask. His hand stuck out to stop her. Wait, don't you move a foot closer? Haven't you heard of COVID nineteen? What? He proceeds to give her a thirty second PSA on coronavirus. Uh, with concision, the CDC would probably envy uh, on the state of the coronavirus outbreak in China, the purpose of masks, and why they should use protection during sex. Oh, okay. Uh, and then they have wild I mean, sex. Sounds like a PSA. Right. Yeah. They're doing what they can. He said he was inspired by uh, airline safety videos and sure. wanted to get legitimate information out of there. Yeah, uh, dude. Well, Chase Pounder, dude. Why not? Why not do that on money. Pornhub? Why not? Uh, yeah. Shout out to them. So the um, fucking making a difference. Vibes of porn recently. What the fuck? I don't know. So many step everything videos. Everything step something. Yeah. Step brother. Step sister. Step mom. Step dad. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's a. Uh, it's the oldest taboo, right? Is yes, but like, the incest taboo. Like I'm in, not here philo- for that. in philosophy, they like talk about that as like why well, I don't have an Oedipal complex. Socially, like structurally important taboo for the development of society is for like creating a reason for people to go outside of their family. Essentially, <laughs> uh, it's been pretty effective. Yeah, so far. yeah. Um, we also a good PSA. A hundred. Also, to the people out there searching this. I know maybe you're listening, maybe you're not, maybe you don't listen to the show. But what, 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 what were you expecting? What did you want to get off to? Somebody coughing, right? Or somebody like, oh man, you know, it's risky sex. This person has coronavirus. Oh shit, don't dangerous. Do that. Isn't Ow. that a thing in the gay community? Uh, people who are like bug chasers who like have a fetish for having sex with uh, people who have HIV. Like that's a thing that i've read about before i'm pretty sure something oh, well. i have not read about but um, i mean people people that. get people get their rocks off in all kinds of ways yeah exactly well but i guess then the other part because coronavirus is just like a flu you know what i mean yeah. is it really that's like gross you don't want you would never search flu sex is there flu sex i'm sure there I'm is sure there is yeah let's go look <laughs> let's go look let's buy a new computer <laughs> yes uh some people but one of the examples of uh, people attaching coronavirus term to pre-existing video. Uh, one video is called End Coronavirus, and it's just a woman running barefoot on a treadmill in a thong. So, Damn. Uh, yeah. I mean, she's seeing healthy, right? Is that right. what the whole point of that yeah. video is? Yeah, get your cardio in. <laughs> yeah. And then they said, and it's so, sometimes people are just attaching the term to pre-existing videos of peace of people having sex in face masks, which it's like, yeah, those exist. I'm, I'm sure. I yeah. get face mask porn. Right. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. 
When you said that people were profiting off of coronavirus, I really thought you were going to talk about Costco and right. the run on water. I did yeah. not expect this turn to take. That's. I think that's more uh, a a fine way that people are profiting because I mean, and you I just know. have to. I know Amazon and Walmart are like having to guard against gouging because right. that's something that's happening. People are like, yeah, 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 you can you can get this hand spray for a hundred and fifty dollars. That I bought for three, yeah, yeah. But there, there's some stuff that's just out, that's gone from Amazon. I feel like I need to figure out how to profit off of this. Yeah, I mean, we've presented you with all sorts of options. Mm -hmm. Buy a private jet company. Yeah, I'll go in on a jet. Yeah, but those fuel costs—they'll make your eyes water. <laughs> I still one hundred and forty thousand dollars for a round trip. I mean, I guess wild. if you really break it down, though, right? Like, if a round trip ticket is ten grand for first class, and there's twelve seats, uh, about one hundred twenty thousand. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's comparable. Yeah, how so, about that? I don't know. Um, I guess private jets aren't bad. All right, we've come yeah. full circle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, Tez, it's been a pleasure having you. Where can people find you, follow you? Um, you can find me on the website, tazzystar.me. I'm at tazzystar everywhere. And I do have a plug. I'm in a book yeah. that just came out yesterday called Pretty Bitches. Oh, watch out. Oh. On being called crazy, angry, bossy, frumpy, feisty, and all the other words that are used to undermine women. Dope. Came out yesterday, edited by Lizzie Skernick. Um, you can find me in there. What's the there. what what give us a you know let, let's talk about it real quick yeah you want to talk about it I mean what's uh, what's like so how did you get involved what's the you know how I got involved I got involved with a uh, fellow podcaster Amy Choi she has okay. a voice of uh, the Mashup Americans she got me into this project everyone's writing about essays about words that women are called right what's I keep forgetting my word mine is intimidating Ooh. talk about how an auntie told me to stop being so intimidating. Oh, There's wow. some great, great words in here. I've been reading it this week and just getting super emotional with all of them. Oh, fantastic. Princess, shrill, ugly, lucky, mature, Ugh. ambitious, all the words. And That's, so and everyone has their, like, sort of writing an essay based on, on that one on word. That word. Yeah. The wow. one word. Um, what was the intimate, what word, what, in what context you're being called intimidating and like, you're not going to oh, find a man. Exactly. Uh, you're not yes. going to find a man because you're too intimidating. Mm. What does that mean? Because you, because you say things out yeah, loud. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because <laughs> right. I have a presence on the internet. I speak. Oh, they're like I really don't say those things. Don't online. say anything. Yeah, I think with this auntie, I was like, she's like, "What are you looking for?" I was like, "Just not a Republican." And she's like, "You're asking for way too much." I'm just like, wow. "Oh, that's okay. Okay, well, just right. not a Republican." <laughs> well, too much. that's too much. Too much. Um, I mean, there's a lot of lonely Republicans out there after this Trump administration. There yeah. is a I'm just saying. They can go to Pornhub and look up They're good. They're good. <laughs> they're fine. Uh, is there a tweet or any other thing on social media you've been enjoying? Um, I honestly on Twitter, I'm I've just been looking at the not enjoying of the Super Tuesday rollout. So okay. I don't have anything in particular. Just yeah. sadness on Twitter. Sadness on Twitter. Shout out to sadness on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Uh, Miles, where can people find you, follow you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. And then on my other podcast, 420 Day Fiance, uh, where we talk about 90 Day Fiance, Sophie Alexander and I. And it's mm. a hoot because mm. it's a terribly a great hoot. show. It is. 
Uh, okay, uh, tweets I like. Uh, everybody who uh, came into my mentions letting me know that the I feel God in this Chili's Tonight line is from The Office, and I should have known that. The Dundies is one of my favorite episodes. Uh, but, you know, I guess I got found out as an mm. office fraud. Wow. Uh, but how many of y'all have been to actual Dunder Mifflin uh, shooting location in Panorama City? Ha! In your face, idiot. In your face. Nice try. <laughs> anyway, uh, some t- a tweet also I like is from Molly Lambert, at Molly Lambert. It says, influencers are going to die because all they do is touch their faces. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep your hands though. away from your face. Um, they'll take their phone I mean, into the bathroom and they don't clean their phones what either. if it just took Leave out it face Ugh. down screen side down on what a it, sink what if shit? it just Ugh. took out everyone over the age of 45 and all the influencers nah it's cause nah man. I got people out there. yeah me too <laughs> see and that's how we see my compassion is what killed me <laughs> alright some tweets I've been enjoying oh uh, Dana Donnelly tweeted one of those like handshake memes uh, COVID on the left, age of my 32-year-old ex's new girlfriend, then handshake in the middle, 19. Um, COVID-19. Oh, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. And Blank Patch tweeted, going back in time to touch baby Hitler's face. Uh, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist. On Instagram, we have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what is that going to be today? This is a track from Deb Rye, who I believe is a producer from Michigan, uh, who have, <laughs> I know y'all's primary is coming up too. Um, and this track is actually a remix by Abstract Orchestra, and the track is called Air. You got MF Doom on the vocals. It's just a, it's a cool, it's like, you know, the remix is like one of those things where you get a good band together and they somehow make like a, a rapper's acapella even better than like the beat that was made. Uh, so shout out to them. Shout out to this abstract orchestra remix of the track here. Mm. Uh... All right. Well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We will be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. The track was like a thorn in his back As for the rhymes, I'll give y'all fair warning It's crack, whoever start to smoke it, come back Quit or catch a heart attack up in some bum shack Sharper than a thumbtack His body was a temple made of chemicals to the dimple To him still it wasn't so simple Kept his right and left hand beefing One knocking teethin', the other one chiefin'. But first, the song will make you wanna stomp your ten toes Souped up hoofy pinto off a pimp my whip before they put the system in and had it all stripped There ain't no need to trip Indeed he ripped scripts from here to Jabit Get a grip, leave it a dag mess for